to around the world. Around the world. This is the ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle Ray Ellis and Fan Man. Your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America. Man, I like that. I like that fan, man. Don't you, you like, like that, man? Like I just, that oh, I just love it. You know, you know that that's the kind of stuff they're doing on the on the basketball court now. They're, you yeah, know, they're, they're beating the crap out man, of each other. Man, the basketball court is turning to you know a to football, football field, field, man. Yeah. Well, listen, everyone, welcome. This is Ray Ellis. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one host in the world. Fan man, you know, you know, fan man, you know what I gotta say. I also gotta let everybody know. Not only do are you the number one co-host, but we we have the number one executive producer as well because I, you know, Tacey has just done a great job. You know, I know. I, I hate to say this, but it's true. I gotta let the world know. You know, you're not from the hood. You've never been in the hood. Nope. But today we're broadcasting. From the hood. From the hood. <laughs> we're, we're in this beautiful master control room, and we, I, I hope we sound really good. We're not in our usual digs. Yeah, you know, we're usually in the penthouse suite and having a good time. And you uh, have women serving us uh, cocktails. No, don't say that. that. My wife, I can't oh, do the oh, show oh, anymore. You, sorry, you, know, you can't say that. You know, that, remember, I never believe anything that he says. So, you know, he is he is a fan. But well, here comes is, one now. Mm. Oh, there he yeah. goes again. Right. But, you know, it, it, let me, again, like I was saying, though, I want to get back to, you know, this basketball stuff. Did, did you see that game? I uh, I saw that game last night. I thought for sure Suns were going to take that game, but like you said earlier, the Spurs uh, did their magic. Well, you know one thing about the Spurs, and you know I'm going to speak again from a player's perspective. You okay. know, I'm not speaking as an expert. I certainly not an expert from basketball. No, I, I, know, I, I just I'm played a, it. I'm, I, I'm a fan. You know, I played in high school, and that was it. You know, we we I, I, I got to say this though, at the Ohio State University, we still speak very proudly of the Ohio State University. Yes, I was a part of a team that won. The intramural championship in yes. basketball. Yes. So well, let me say this. So okay. I believe, and, and and from a high school in Canton, Ohio, called Canton McKinley High School, where champions are made and success is a tradition. I will say that it is the responsibility of the team to uh, to have a personality of which the other team is very much aware of the fact that there is somewhat of a tim- intimidating factor going on here when you play against us, and we're going to do whatever we need to do to in order to win the game. And it's a cycle. It's a chess game between the coaches. It's a chess game between the players. It's some emotion you know, involved in that, some intimidation that's involved in that. And Robert Ory did, and I know nobody here in the Valley is going to like me saying this, but he did what a basketball player should do. He didn't hurt him, but he was sending a message. And he sent the message, and two players from the Suns were kicked out of the game, which if those two players would have been in the game, they would have won the game and beat the Spurs. And, 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 I, and, and I'm worried. When Hori was here in, the, in Phoenix, they didn't like him. He was in L.A., they didn't like him. They, he's been all over the place. Well, you know what? They don't like a champion. Nobody right. likes a champion. Everybody wants to knock off well, the champion. Well, I, I don't think you should. He's got, he's got, probably just might be six people, if six people, who have more NBA championship rings than him. Well, There's probably not... Five people that have made more clutch shots than that man had made. Worry. Yeah, but I, I, I think that watching all of this come down is it has become violent, and I think the NBA should take action against this. Violence? It's violence. No, wait, 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 wait. It was a, it was a shoulder. It was a shoulder. Yeah, he, he, he stuck his shoulder out. He did. What he, he, he knew exactly what he set out to accomplish. He, he. I mean, he was so in tune to what he did. He did it. He turned away and he walked away. 
You know what my feeling is about the whole thing? They want Steve Nash out of the game. Well, they're going after Nash. They're beating him up. They're throwing him around the court. The guy's falling down, getting stomped on, getting his nose up broken. They, then they kick him in the nuts. I mean, I mean, you know, when wait, you're looking for and the, the spirit, no, wait, no. in the spirit I, I of sportsmanship. No, let me say this to you. And you wait, 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 wait. And you're disagree. That's the first time you disagree I'm with me. I always disagree with you. Sportsmanship. Okay, wait, wait. Let me explain to you now. Now there are certain things that, when it comes to sports and being aggressive and setting the tone and being physical, that you have to have certain kind of people, role players that. Are willing to do that. Some people are physical players. Some people are, are your guys you send out, you know, they're your brutes and they go out and they bump bodies and, and all that kind of thing. What Robert Ory simply did was he, he sent a message. Yeah, we're losing, but, you know, we're going to lose this game, but, you know, the game ain't over yet, and, I, you know, and I'm sending this message. And, yeah, if it's, if, if it's your number one player, what do you do? To, you know, you got to do what you got to do to eliminate a threat. You eliminate a threat. Now, you, you, don't, you don't try to physically hurt him. But that's what you're doing. But you take him out mentally. If you, if you look at Steve Nash's numbers, and, I, man, I hate to say this because I'm, I'm rooting for the Suns. But it's since Steve, I'm a Nash fan. I think since, Nash. Since Steve has gotten hurt, if you look at his shooting percentage, it's it, going down. Oh, tremendously. Right. And the other night, he didn't have a basket to the fourth quarter. Right. Last, last night, the Suns came out whipping them, and exactly what Marv Albert said. He said that, and I'm paraphrasing this, that by the end of this game, the Suns will be dragging. And that's exactly what happened, because they should have won the game right at the end. They should have won the game. I mean, they missed two or three baskets right at the end. The last minute, last 30 seconds, they missed the baskets. He, said, he went for a three-shot. Or, uh, and he missed it. And well, you know, that's right. what you see him struggling. But you said one thing about what Marv Albert said is at the end of the game. Right. And I'm going to lead into what's going on with this local program here, the football team, the Arizona Cardinals. And that's what you got to be able to do. The Cleveland Cavaliers couldn't do it the other night. And a true champion, when he or she, because there's some women boxing nowadays, and there's some women running track, the, the mile relay and all that I stuff. Where they, all that. You know, I, I, a champion knows how to set that opponent up and to attack and take him or her out at the right time. you got to finish. Last week, Stoudemire said, he said that they were playing dirty, and they're still playing dirty. They're playing dirty, and I disagree with that. They should be. They should not play dirty. The game of basketball, yeah, there's always not playing be, dirty. No way, but there's always, always going to be hit. Playing dirty is by kicking your, kicking somebody in the nuts, no, uh, pushing them into the floor, stomping on them. No. That is not. That is to, to me. That's stomping. Important. I will that not. I will not condone stomping that is, on the that floor. Is unsportsmanlike to the Spurs, and the Suns are getting beat up, and they're not doing that. The Suns were not doing that. They weren't beating up the Spurs, and you know it. You saw the game. I saw the game, and I'm telling you, the Spurs. I hope the Suns go down the. San Antonio and just whip their asses and put them in shape. Now Amari's back. Amari's back, and the other player's going to come back, and they're going to give him with a vengeance. No, I, you no. know what? You know I what Amari's you know going to do? Amari, you're right. No, let me let me say something. I gave you yeah, a few yeah, minutes. Good. Yeah, Amari's going to come in, and Amari's going to come in, and he's going to participate in this game as if he's on a vengeance and trying to get revenge, and that, my man, is not the right thing to do because he's going to get early fouls, and he's going to be watching the game again from the restaurant because of the fact that he might as well go there because he's not in the game where we need him because mentally not going to approach this the right way. The Suns do not need to come out this game as if, okay, we're going to physically get you if back. They if they don't win this game, they're out. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, so come I'm, to win the game. Don't come to physically I'm get, say get to them back. I'm going to say the whole listening audience and the Internet listening that I want the Suns to play dirty. I want them to go after them and pound them into the floor and give them exactly what they deserve. Oh, 
well, okay, listen, I'm so glad. <laughs> just, uh, nice to see you, man. It's good to see fan you again, man. man. Listen, fan man, it's hey, so good to see you. agree with me, too. Wow, okay, well, listen, this is, uh, this is a, a nice way to start a show off, but I tell you what, <laughs> this show is built for the fans, and that's why this guy here with me, fan that's man, right. gets so excited because I, it gives him a chance to say what he feels and to give it from a fan's perspective. I couldn't even make love last night. And I was we, so upset. Well, see, see there. This again, I, I was so PG upset. I, 13. That's what our so show is. Upset. I don't know what he's talking about. I was about. really upset last night. <laughs> so anyway, those of you who like to call in and speak with us, and uh, obviously, you know, this show is start off to talk a little bit about the Phoenix Suns and uh, the San Antonio Spurs, but uh, you know, we're here to talk about the Arizona Cardinals and uh, and their 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 quest to uh, host the Super Bowl for 2008 here in the Valley of the Sun. And you can call in at eight. 8- Six six four seven two five seven eight eight. Again, that number is eight six six four seven two five seven eight eight. And we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Ray Ellis Sports Show on the Voice America Sports Network. My name is Man, and we'll be right back. Well, I guess. I guess not. We're well, you know that. You know that. That's what happens. That's what happens when you're live. Yeah, you got to. You got to be ready to go. Well, should we talk so much anyway? It doesn't really matter. We can continue on talking. Well, we're ready to go. Well, listen. I mean, I don't know where our engineering staff is. I think well, we should fire them. You no, know, listen. What? Engineering staff is in the penthouse. <laughs> we're, we're in the outhouse. We're in the outhouse. <laughs> so you know, we're just we, we we're, get shit into the outhouse. Hey, we're just gonna let it roll, man. But listen, speaking of letting it roll, you know, it, it seems like uh, you know things here are, are somewhat on the roll, and it, it seems like Matt is uh, seeing a little bit of togetherness. And by the way, I, I was over to the uh, to the Cardinals' uh, office yesterday, oh, and uh, yeah, Good and like uh, job. Uh, no, you know, uh, I don't, I, I think, uh, an old guy like me, I don't think they can use me anymore. I think that you should be a coach. I think you could really motivate this. Well, I, uh, I really do. I think they got a good coach in there, and so I, I'm happy about that, so I'll, I'll wait to apply for you that know, job. I was even going to apply for the job when Fat Danny got fired. I was going to go over there and apply. Well, so I, I, I can help you. You, I, didn't, you I, didn't get that call? Yeah, no. Okay. No, no, <laughs> well, listen, let me just say, I, I, I when I was there, I, I did see that, uh, you know, like Matt, I believe, uh, you know, he's encouraged by the participation. There were a lot of players that were there working out at the camp. Well, you know why? Because now they have to work for a job. All, all the Cardinals veterans attended voluntary practice. First time probably in the whole franchise history that they all showed up. Because Weisenhunt said, you don't show up, you're not, you're not going to be here. Well, see, that's, and, and that's, that's the way this franchise has to run. If you right. remember back, you know, at the, when I told you about the owners meeting, I told you how they were taking care mm-hmm. of their business, mm-hmm. how they collectively came together to protect their product to make sure that they were doing all the right things and the players and the teams see you know that's part of what a winning franchise understands is how to win and all this being you know together in the off-season participating and off-season practices and things of that nature that's that's the only thing that's going to help with that chemistry you know the quarterback is there you know he's throwing passes to his receivers you know the offensive linemen are you know making buddies with each other you know by the way well, you know the they all got to be buddies they all got to play together they all got to you know they all got to be able to connect i hope you know you know i wonder what matt's going to do uh, if Matt makes the Pro Bowl, yeah. or if, uh, if Matt throws for you know what you know five thousand yards, three thousand yards, something like that, mm-hmm. uh, you know five thousand sounds like a good number. Uh, I wonder if he's prepared to do something for special for the offensive lineman. You know, quarterbacks usually do that when they have a good year. They understand that they only had a good year because the offensive line had That's a right. good year, so they usually reward them. What, what do you think he should do for them if he if he has if he has a Pro Bowl? Let's say he has a, a banner year. He has, he makes the Pro Bowl. I think he's already built into his contract. He's going to make a lot more money, and they should. Uh, to take him now to uh, the Olive Garden. To the Olive Garden? <laughs> <laughs> the 
There's Sandman for you again. You know, well, you know, it's interesting, and I'm, and I'm hoping that some of our fans are listening you know if they call in. Let me say something. Offense, defense, it doesn't matter at all. They're all there for the free lunch. Okay, the stadium's there. These losers have they have a great stadium to play in. Now, only if a real team can play. And now, with these practices and minicamp and the new coach, I'm pretty sure that a we have a real team that's coming into play. They can sell all the concessions they want at the Super Bowl, providing that they don't get injured falling over each other. And, well, and this phone's ringing, and we don't know why. So we're, we're in new studios, and they put us in the master control studios, which uh, which uh, we have to answer the phone, I guess. We don't. Nobody's helping us out. But we're sitting in here in this master control studio, and the outhouse, as Ray says it is now, Ray's trying to figure out the phone system. I can tell he's not a telecom person. I think he just disconnected. Now I'm on the air by myself. Okay, I'm on the air by myself now. I kicked Ray out. I said, Ray, get out of here. He's gone. So, Ray, get out. Leave. Okay, we, we're having engineering problems. Uh, so I'm, my, my name is uh, Fan Man, and we're going to talk about basketball and football. Ray, get out. I, I want you to go. Just get out of my studio and leave me alone. Anyway, um, it is now uh, 12.15 on the West Coast. This is Fan Man speaking to you about sports on the Voice America Sports Radio Network, where we talk about the Arizona Cardinals mainly. So if you are a fan and you would like to call in, you may do so by calling 1-866-472-5788. Again, 866-472-5788. The engineer just walked in, and uh, the engineer's getting his ass kicked by Big Ray. Ray's Ray's really pissed off, and uh, I think I'm going to see some Cardinals Spurs action here right now. I'm going to hide myself behind... Oh, I hear music. Okay, we'll be right back. This is this is Fan Man on the Ray Ellis Sports Network or Sports Show on the Voice America Sports Network. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Must be at least 21 years of age to play. Void where prohibited. Where I come from, mate, there's a horse racing event so big, it's dubbed the race that stops a nation. Offices are closed. The streets are quiet. And then it happens. The running of the Melbourne Cup. This first Tuesday in November, the eyes and ears of a nation are on Australia and the world-famous Flemington Racetrack for the Melbourne Cup. And YouBet.com wants to take you and a guest there. All expenses paid. You Bet You Fly at YouBet.com could just be the ticket to this year's Melbourne Cup. A winning ticket like none you've ever cashed before. And all you've got to do for your chance to win is play. Just wager five times with YouBet.com between April the 1st and June the 30th. And you'll automatically be entered to win. New to YouBet.com? Stop on by. We'll give you a free 60-day trial. Nobody gives you more tracks, more features or more ways to enjoy the action. Log on to YouBet.com to play and you could be at Australia's racing event of the year. The Melbourne Cup. You Bet You Fly. See contest info and rules for You Bet You Fly at YouBet.com. Listen up, race fans. It's time to tune into Race Talk Radio Rewind and get the news from the cars and the stars in auto racing from all over the country. Sit down, strap in, and sound off with host and my friend, Dennis.
Chris Michelson, freelance NASCAR writer and a big race fan himself. Race Talk Radio airs live on the Voice America Sports Channel every Wednesday afternoon at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Racetalkradio.com features the official Internet radio shows for the ARCA Remax and ASA Late Model Series. We feature the only NASCAR Top 20 poll that gets the NASCAR press and fans involved in the voting every week. Now that's something to wag your tail at. Tune into Race Talk Radio Rewind with host Dennis Michelson for exclusive racing features and the best interviews from our Racetalkradio.com network of racing shows. That's every Wednesday afternoon at 12 p.m. PST and 3 p.m. EST on the Voice America Sports Channel. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desk, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh, there you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Call now. Network Payment Call now. 866-472-5787. Call now. 866-472-5787. Call now. back to Ray Ellis Sports. Okay, we're back. This is Ray Ellis, and I don't believe Fan Man. He can't kick me out of the studio. For one, the guy probably weighs about 125 soaking wet. But, but he does have a black belt, so he could if he wanted to. I'll throw you out of the studio. But, uh, but please don't do that. You know, this I is won't. I'll be nice. This is uh, Ray Ellis Sports on uh, Voice America Network, and you listen to Ray Ellis. And, I, of course, I don't want to get kicked out, but I understand we have a caller on the line. Caller, are you there? Yeah. Hey, what's happening? Well, this is Dick, and I just wanted to talk a little bit about the Suns. A little bit about the Suns. Okay, we'll allow that. Go ahead. Okay. Now, I'm from Chicago. The family's from Chicago. And so we've been Cardinals fans, but we're adopted Cardinals fans. Okay. And I'm a Bulls fan. Okay. And so the Suns are my adopted team. Now, let me, let me say it this way. If the Bulls get by the Pistons, and they get out of the Eastern Conference, and they play San Antonio for the NBA championship, okay, they're going to have an asterisk by their name. And why would because that be? the best of the best opportunity was eliminated and that would by have the commissioner of the NBA. So you're blaming Stern for the whole, the whole mess that happened with San Antonio and Phoenix. Well, I'm, I'm going to even go further than that. Yeah, well, you go further than that. What He's is a disgrace. He's a disgrace. Now, let me tell you the first dis- I don't think somebody getting kicked in the balls and then doesn't get kicked out of the game is fair. I didn't like that. No. But look at it this way. Shoeless Joe Jackson disgraced baseball. Pete Rose disgraced baseball. They both did things illegally. Barry Bonds, some people think, is a disgrace because of the steroids. But you know what? They did that all illegally. Stern just took away the entire integrity of the NBA by not allowing necessarily the two best teams to play, which to me is a bigger disgrace because he did it legally and they broke the law. 
Well, listen, I, let, let me just say this. As, a, as an athlete who's played a, a game at a professional level, all those things come into play when you win a championship. You're going to have injuries. You're going to have people that for some reason or another are not with the team. You have backup players. You have role players. You have members of the team who are professionals who are expected to step up, you know what, you know what, step I, in for those people you know when what, they're not right, a part of the team. Right, right, and to, and to Dick, and I think you're calling from Phoenix, Dick? Yeah. Okay, my feeling is this. They are cowards. I will say it that the Spurs are losers because they shouldn't play the game that way. And I, I sometimes I agree with Ray, and sometimes I don't. When you're on the basketball or the football field, you're not you're not going out to hurt somebody. I mean, you're supposed to have sportsmanship. You're supposed to play professionally. I mean, that's what the Suns have been doing the whole time, the whole se- series here with San Antonio. They didn't do it with the Lakers. You notice how the Lakers played. They didn't do that to the Lakers. But the Spurs are a dirty team. Stoudemire said it, and I agree with him. I agree that they're playing dirty, and they're not going to stop playing dirty, and I think it's going to get worse in the next game, and Stern is not doing anything about it. I'm watching the game, and I'm just an average fan of basketball, and Stern can't see what's, what the shit is going on. Listen, listen, but, but that, that, that's, listen, all that, all that, all that is irrelevant, guys. You, you, you guys fail to realize, listen, basketball has been around, there are certain things called the Jordan rules. You know, those are rules specifically designed to stop Michael Jordan, and they had to do with being physical. You know, you had, you know, you've had the Broad Street Bullies in Philadelphia. What was that? The hockey team. Yeah, that, that you know, okay, hold on. Okay, okay, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. Hockey's made for fighting. No, no, there is every sport where you have the ability. What do you think? Think about it. I like the players with no teeth. You can set a pick in basketball. A man has his back turned. A 300-pound guy the size of Shaq can go up and wait for him to run into a brick wall. You do things. No, I know. If you I, don't, I, then you simply get a technical, or you get yeah. suspended. But you're allowed to be physical in basketball. Okay, let's say, Dick, you're a fan. Are they playing dirty, or are they? Are they? What are they trying to do from your perspective? From a fan perspective, what are they trying to do here? They're trying to eliminate Nash. The right. The sure. best he, way. He the best way to see, eliminate a threat is to eliminate it. You don't necessarily no, have no, to get it off the no, court. You no. can take it out of the court. No, they they can hurt from the guy. They, they, wait, wait, wait. They, they can hurt Steve Nash, and he can never play again. You know, you guys over a stupid. I guarantee you that Steve Nash. Steve Nash loves this kind of basketball. I mean, you know what? Maybe Steve loves it because he's, he's a winner. He wants to he win. He's a winner. Mind. But I don't like to see the guy get beat up. Let play the game. Play the game. I can see it. Steve is, likes it. it. Dick, I, would you say it's a very physical game? And it is okay. But some of the stuff that's being done on the court is unprofessional. Would you agree or not? I would totally agree. Okay, now, Dick. Thank you very much. Changed. I believe we have another caller. Thank you, Dick. This is Fan Man. You're on the uh, Ray Ellis Sports uh, Talk uh, Station on the Voice America Sports Network talking about Steve Nash, the San Antonio Spurs, and the Phoenix Suns. And we have a caller on the line. And caller, who are you and where are you calling from? I'm Tom from Denver. Hey, Tom. Tom, how you doing there? I'm doing well, thanks. Good. I'm a friend of uh, a, a certain Ohio State defensive back, so don't hold that against me. Okay, well, I will not this time. <laughs> Go Bucks! <laughs> Go Bucks! <laughs> hey, so uh, you, you gave us a call there. You you, you know anything about the, uh, the Cardinals, or is this all about the Suns, or uh, what, what's your interest there? Well, the interest was uh, maybe some, uh, I think that for long-suffering Cardinals fans, Oh wow! Oh. And there's lots of reasons for them to be long suffering, and it starts with the uh, the shorter arms of a particular owner there in the Valley of the Sun. Oh, oh Bidwell, you mean? Uh, somebody like that? Yeah. yeah okay. Wow. Well, I'll say his name. I'll but care. there's actually some hope in that from afar. I'm not a Cardinals fan. I'm a Broncos fan. I'll fully disclose that. But I will say that 
you know, I've been a Broncos fan long enough where I remember the, the, the lean years where the Broncos absolutely stunk. They never had a quarterback. They never had a winning record. They finally got over the hump, and then they finally started building some, some uh, momentum and obviously a track record of success over the last 25 years. It's uh, been a lot of fun for us. The last fans. 25 years? You can't complain about that. You I'm not complaining about successful. it at all. <laughs> you're gonna, but you're going to tell us what we need to do? What I would say, no, well, I'm, I'm never, never going to tell somebody what they need to do. Oh, they please, need to make we that need to know it from somebody hey, because Tom. these guys here Tom. don't know what to do, Tom. Hey, Tom, Tom I, I, I've been living here since 89, and it's been, every year they spin us, they spin the fans around. We have a winner. We have re, every, every three years we have a new coach. We have new quarterbacks, new running backs, new offensive line. Take this, take that. It's a big puzzle. Nobody, nobody can figure out who's doing what. And then they do this spin. This is the Bidwells. They do this spin on us. Everybody wants to go buy tickets, and they want to support the team, blah, blah, blah. Okay, bottom line is they lose every season except for 98. And this, the Valley of the Sun, they are fed up totally, like me, uh, about this team and the ownership. Now, I do, and I will be positive to the point. I know Ray's a very positive guy, and so am I, but I'm very negative with this because I don't like being spun and bullshitted, okay? I don't like being told that they're going to put a winner on the field, and then they don't. Well, First off, I fully agree with you that you have been spun and you have been shortchanged. And from a distance, people looking at the Cardinals organization, they keep scratching their heads saying, huh? Uh-huh. They did what? They made uh-huh. what decision? The difference right now, though, what? it starts with your quarterback. And we have a common experience with Mr. Plummer, and, and Jake is a fine athlete, and I wish him well in his life. But the bottom line is Plummer was never, ever going to get the Cardinals or the Broncos or any other organization to the top of the heap because he's not a top of the heap kind of a guy. Thank you. He Thank doesn't. you. Jake, Jake Plummer, what happened was he you know, took him to the Rose Bowl, ASU. They lost the game. Good quarterback. Came to the Cardinals. Didn't work out. Then he goes to the Broncos, and he started to work out with Shanahan. And and, and you know what? I saw that, that, that Jake Plummer come back to life, and then all of a sudden he just he just lost it. I mean, well, he was gone. He, he, and he lost it. Um, it was interesting. He just didn't have the sack to stand up to a rookie by the name of Jay Cutler. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he wilted under the you know, imposing shadow of this rookie with zero snaps under his belt, but that's what wilted Plummer, which goes back to the character issue of Plummer, which goes back to why he was fool's gold with Arizona. Mm-hmm. He was maybe a better grade of fool's gold because of what Shanahan put around him and maybe some game planning from Shanahan, but at the end of the day, he was never going to be a guy to get you to the top of the mountain. I do believe that you have caliber of a quarterback right now, and for the first time, you actually have some hope for the Cardinals. Now, for the long-suffering Cardinals fans, I would advise them to take a Ronald Reagan approach. And what I mean by that is somebody asked Reagan years ago if he trusted the, Ra- the Russians. And he laughed and he said, trust, yes, but I verify. And I think that the Cardinals fans have to do the exact same thing. There's some reason to have some hope with Liner and some of the other players that you've been able to get. I think the new coaching staff, I'm surprised Green didn't work out better. Uh, I thought that, that there was a chance that uh, they might get some better traction. But it all... You know, the, the end of the day, the success of the organization and the success of the franchise starts and ends with the Bidwells. The reason that the Broncos fans have something to be happy and excited about is because Pat Bowen is a competitive SOB. He wants to spend the money. He will give his team and his staff the resources needed to get out there and to put the best possible team that they can on the field year in and year out because that's what drives him. Bidwell has never proven that to anybody in the NFL. Ever. And he is at the point, from an outsider's perspective, of really losing the fan base because of what you had already said earlier, and that is you're sick and tired of being spun. You're not going to be fooled again. And so I would say have some hope because I think you've got some building blocks in place that can actually do something for the organization and, and something for the community to get excited about. 
But if Bidwell pulls his short arms, game again, and says, well, gee, we can't pay for this guy hey, or that hey, guy. Hey, Tom, we've got to take a break. We want you to hold on. We want to continue this conversation. It's just going to be a few minutes where we take the break, pay some bills. You're listening to the uh, Ray Ellis Sports Talk Show on the Voice America Sports Radio Network. My name is Man, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. That's how it's done, baby, right there. Voice America Sports. Must be at least 21 years of age to play. Void where prohibited. Where I come from, mate, there's a horse racing event so big, it's dubbed the race that stops a nation. Offices are closed. The streets are quiet. And then it happens. The running of the Melbourne Cup. This first Tuesday in November, the eyes and ears of a nation are on Australia and the world-famous Flemington Racetrack for the Melbourne Cup. And YouBet.com wants to take you and a guest there. All expenses paid. You Bet You Fly at YouBet.com could just be the ticket to this year's Melbourne Cup. A winning ticket like none you've ever cashed before. And all you've got to do for your chance to win is play. Just wager five times with YouBet.com between April the 1st and June the 30th. And you'll automatically be entered to win. New to YouBet.com? Stop on by we'll give you a free 60-day trial. Nobody gives you more tracks, more features or more ways to enjoy the action. Log on to YouBet.com to play and you could be at Australia's racing event of the year. The Melbourne Cup. You Bet You Fly. See contest info and rules for You Bet You Fly at YouBet.com. Here it is, sports fans, the Arthur Ag Sports Radio Show, where we talk about sports and everything in between, from high school to college sports, right up to the pros. Join host Arthur Ag, co-star of the 1994 sports documentary, Hoop Dreams, for the Arthur Ag Sports Radio Show every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 Eastern, premiering on the Voice America Sports Channel. Arthur will host a variety of guests and will give the average fan a platform to voice his or her opinion about how sports play a significant role in our society. Get set for hard-hitting topics that cut to the soul of sports. See the sports industry through the eyes of the kid in the city and the kid in the suburbs. Hear from the businessmen and, yes, women from around the world. Whatever your passion is, football, basketball, baseball, golf, soccer, NASCAR, or hockey, the Arthur A.G. Sports Radio Show is for you. That's every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. Call now. Call now. 866-472-5787. Call now. Now back to Ray Ellis Sports. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm Ray Ellis, and uh, with my number one host. Hey, ma'am. And uh, we've got Tom on the line. And and Tom, first of all, I just got to say, you know, boy, you know, you you realize you've been uh, you've been having a discussion here, and it's actually been an interaction between you and Fan Man because I'm just trying to get the nerve to speak to somebody from Denver because (laughs) Mr. Elway still has me in shell shock. I don't have two Super Bowl rings, so I know. That you know, and again, you're not bragging. You're just speaking about the facts. There, you guys do have a very successful franchise there, and I'm I'm envy of it. But I'd like to congratulate you as a fan to support that team out there. Uh, I enjoyed you know playing there and competing with the Denver Broncos. Uh, but I will say this: I know that the Denver Broncos happens to be one of the most physical when it comes to their offensive line. And, one of, and we're talking about dirty ball because we were talking about basketball before you called. We're talking about the cut blocks. Yeah, oh, and, and there is a man there. And I, yeah, I don't want to. I want to give him credit, but I don't want to do him any injustice because he's a great football coach. 
And he happened to recruit me out of high school. You know, his name was Alex Gibbs. And he helped put together that offensive line that when a defensive line would come in and play that team, they are scared to death to be physical and to be aggressive because they don't want to get cut. And those are some of the things that happen these guys are trying to establish on the basketball court. But let me go back to that's the kind of thing we need to do. This football team he needs to establish an identity. This football team has been a bunch all of they, No, they, but they need, there's a new guy, there's a new sheriff in town. Yeah, yeah, every three years. And they're going to identify themselves as a very physical football team. The fans, I believe, like the fans in Denver, as you say, there were some trying times of which they stay there. They continue to fill the stands. But, here, but here's support the, the team. No, but because they listen, always now, supported the team, right, Tom? But, but, the, but the NFL, what you have to realize, the NFL, the NFL can take a product. They can take a product over overseas and sell out 40,000 tickets in 90 minutes. They've got a great product. We've got to start making sure that this franchise does everything it can to be successful. So, Tom, you know, we really appreciate your call. Why don't you uh, kind of end it with a positive note. Tell us again some of the other things you think we should do to finalize and make sure we're successful. And that, uh, you know, perhaps maybe it could be a, it could be a, uh, you know, a Denver and a Cardinals, uh, Super Bowl. We never know. <laughs> well, I'm not I so sure about so. that. That's it, huh? But, uh, hey, uh, I think Edron James certainly will be, uh, more productive this year than last. Thank you. Uh, uh, Bolden, wonderful wide receiver. Very. Wish we had him. Um, you know, if I'm a Cardinals fan, the thing that I would hope is that the combination of the new coaching staff and the leadership that Leinart appears to have in him. Now, whether or not he does it or not, that's time will tell. But if the combination of those two guys can build an excitement for Bidwell so that Bidwell, when it's time to write the checks, is writing the checks excitedly because he's getting excited. Because that's the thing I don't understand. If you're an owner of a sports franchise... Don't you want to see him succeed? Well, let me say this to you. I've said this before on the air. A friend of mine told me the next best thing to playing the game and winning is playing the game and losing because some people never get to play the game. Bidwell has not been close enough to the Super Bowl to understand the feeling of participating in that. So I think this Super Bowl being here this year, that, you know, regardless if the team goes or not, he is going to host this Super Bowl. He made in a couple years from now. Here, here, here's, my thought, Super Bowl. here's my thought on what you just said. The Bidwells don't want to win. They never wanted to win. Uh, he will sit here in the stadium that he built, made all that money off the concessions, because whatever team whatever team get, comes here for the Super Bowl, whether it's Denver or Philly or whoever it is, they're still going to make a ton of money off the concessions. He really <laughs> does not care what happens to this team. I think if, if they don't do it, hey, Tom, I'm going to tell you this and then we have to go. If they don't do it this year, they're going to lose their fan base. But well, I don't it, disagree with you there, because not only will they lose the fan base because of the poor product on the field, but the prices of pro sports are getting to the point where they're losing the Joe average fan in the first place. All you have to do is look at what's going on in Detroit right now. They've hosted eight home games in this NHL playoff season. Not one has been a sellout. Well, you're talking about the NHL. You're not talking about the NFL. No, I'm talking about pricing. You're talking about pricing. I'm talking about the NFL and the price of the tickets. And that if if, if Detroit cannot sell out, and the reason is because of the horrible condition that the economy is in the city of Detroit, people do, they're having to make the choice between buying the tickets or putting food on the table, and I think that this is a risk of all of pro sports because it has become gentrified, and I'll tell you right now that if the Broncos started to suck like 
contract the way the Cardinals have historically, they wouldn't be selling out either. Because at the end of the day, the prices, pro sports have absolutely geared everything to the advertiser and to the person in the skybox. Tom, again, and you mentioned something that was very, very critical there. The advertisers, the skyboxes are going to go away. Go away. They're going to go away because corporations are not spending those kind of dollars anymore. But what will continue to happen is there will be fan base. Pretty soon, the NFL can almost be like pay per view. They really those people that come in those stands, those seventy thousand people. That's really gravy. They've got so many other contracts out there that they're making so much money hand over foot, and they'll continue as long as they got television audience. They'll make their money. Thank you so much for calling in, Tom. My Listen, pleasure. Have a great if you guys don't make it to the Super Bowl, root for the Cardinals because we're going to be there. Hey, Tom, thank you uh, for listening to Voice America Sports. We appreciate it. And now we have our next caller, Scott from Chandler. Hi, Scott. How are you? I, I believe it's Kevin. Kevin, I'm sorry. Kevin? Oh, hey, Ray. How good? How's everybody doing? Great. You got Ray on the line and Fan Man. Fan Man. Okay, good, good. I wanted to bring another perspective to it, listening about the Cardinals. Um, I'm a licensed substance abuse counselor for the state of Arizona. Also, um, I coach um, AAU youth basketball, and also in addition, I'm also the chairman. Hey, hey of Kevin, the... let me cut you off there now. That stuff you've been hearing a fan man say on our show about people smoking stuff. Now, don't don't feed into that. <laughs> we <laughs> got some substance abuse counselors calling because of you. Wait, the only time I smoke is when the season starts. <laughs> then I stop. <laughs> okay, hey, Kevin, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. And I can understand it. And also, too, I'm also the chairman of the Arizona Parent Commission on Drug Education and Prevention. Pretty much my perspective is when I look at any of the four major leagues, you know, and especially NFL particularly, I always look at those individuals and life skills and the ability to do the things they need to do on the field but have that, that support system off the field because I think when you look at success, I know everybody looks at that, but I think that there's a prerequisite before game day. And, 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 my, and my spin is that we need to see that and look at that so that, they can be successful on game day. So I think from my perspective, working with student-athletes, and I stress that because I think when you look at our baby boomer society, what they've done with, I call it almost, the whole dependency on kids and playing, I think they forget to look at if we can give them, number one, the support systems they need because support is good, to a base of what I call reality-based counseling, which is, you know, positive results, get positive gains, and just doing the right thing. And then three, as these guys move up the ladder, especially with with the climate of the NFL and some of the life crises, because I don't call them life issues. When you take Pac-Man Jones and those guys, though, that's a life crisis. Well, let me, hey, Kevin, let me just chime in a little bit for you. You know, uh, and you said a spin. You know, your spin, and yours is not a spin. Yours is a reality. Yours is a necessity that needs to be implemented into the league. And I think they're trying to do something. You know, at this level with the position of uh, director of player development, they're trying to assist uh, the young man in terms of their production on the field and off the field. And uh, with the new, you know, the commissioners come in, of course, we're, we're dealing with some character issues. But, uh, you know, we have to commend people like yourself because I think you're dealing with early intervention. So you're dealing with them at a much younger age, and you're trying to prepare them so that once they make it, to the collegiate level and to the professional level, they're prepared to deal with it. I saw something. I was reading something where there's a uh, the new the new offensive lineman we got in here, Brown, Levi Brown, who's coming in. You know, this guy's coming from Pennsylvania, uh, never been to uh, out west to Arizona before at all. You know, 
that there's going to be a heat in terms of a climate heat that he's going to have to deal with, but there's also going to be another kind of heat in terms of some intimidate. I mean, some uh, you know, some temptation no. of, of the things what? that happen off the field that well, they need to give him kind of support. You got more. You got no, millions no, of dollars he, yeah, in he, your pocket yeah, now. I, I understand that, but he, he needs that support, like Kevin's talking about, and I totally agree with that. But this is a type of this is a high caliber guy who plays the game that for the, the game. That is a and guys, if I could, I'd like to respond, because I'll tell you what, that is, you're probably right. You take a guy like that who has probably a great background, he probably has the aptitude and ability, and he probably won't have that problem, but yet and still, we're dealing with life on life's terms. And sometimes all support is needed, because I think what you do, you give a base, and you give a foundation, and for the last 30 years, working not only in adolescent development, substance abuse counseling, and also just... I mean, what we call reality-based life skills, even those who are pretty successful and do well, they stumble among challenges. And I think that if you develop a support team, an offensive line, if you will, around those guys, you will, you would, you would even only increase success. But he could be a role model for others. And I think that what I would like to see in professional sports is just that that really taking hold, and especially um, I'm putting a plug in now, all of us who are state of Arizona licensed substance hey, 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 Kevin, this is, this is Fan Man. Let, let me say one thing to you. I'm a highly paid talk show host. Okay? Sure. Here's what happens to me. Do I come in here drunk and stoned? Do I go out womanizing, gambling? Do I go out getting car crashes? <clears throat> do I, I do all, No, you know why? Because this is my career. I cannot afford to screw up my career. I know that I have to be on my game, and I have to have my shit together. i got to be together, or else I'm not going to be here. No, but if I came in the studio drunk and I'm drunk every time I came in here with Ray, and Ray's going to say, "Why would I want to deal with you? You're always drunk." And, and, and the management of this company would, would not put up with that either. And they do it all the time. They get rid of people who do not adhere to corporate policy. And the policy of the Cardinals and the NFL is: you're not going to do drugs. And if you want to drink, that's fine. But don't go out and driving around and get drunk and get in a car accident. And you better be here on Sunday to play the game. And, and you know what? I totally agree with 100. percent But I think that. See, there's prevention and then there's intervention. Prevention is kind of what you're talking about, someone who's probably pretty stable, who understands that skill set and they can do it. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we're talking about a gray area person, a person who he knows right from wrong, but he doesn't have the substance or the concrete foundation, and he might make a bad decision or two. I think that not only do you get that person, because, see, that person has the aptitude to go ahead and really do what we call skill development and skill building so that, he can be better. Now, the person who doesn't adhere to that, he doesn't last in the league long, and, and I really applaud the commissioner for what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And I think what I'm doing on my level, especially with middle school kids, my son is an eighth grader, you know, we live in the South Chandler area, and what we're doing with our kids specifically, I don't know if any of them will play the NFL, but we're preparing them for corporate America with great decision-making which I feel that for those athletes who are going to go to major universities. Yeah, but is, 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 is your son an athlete? Yes, he is. He's, okay. um, you know, I'm going to put a big plug with him, John Pollins. He's in the eighth grade. He's going to be going to Desert Ridge, and um, he's basically not only committing himself to yeah, be see, a, you know, here, an athlete. Here, here, Kevin, here, here's, the thing, here's the thing with your son. He might be a good athlete, and he might, Can I stop you? Please say student athlete. I want to tell you why. Okay. I've, I've made a conscious decision because I'm, I'm a former athlete, played at Springfield College and got my degree and everything else. Every youth that I come encounter with, I have to emphasize that he's a student athlete. That's just one of my jobs I'm just real big on. Okay. Well, listen, I, I can certainly appreciate that as well because I, too, am big on the fact of uh, emphasizing the fact that their first students 
and then their athletes. But, uh, Kevin, we're going to ask you to hold on. I believe we have to pay some bills here. You're listening to Ray Allen Sports on the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Amen. And we'll be right back after these messages. We just say it like it is. And you can too. Internet Sports Talk Radio. The Voice of America Sports. Must be at least 21 years of age to play. Void where prohibited. Where I come from, mate, there's a horse racing event so big, it's dubbed the race that stops a nation. Offices are closed. The streets are quiet. And then it happens. The running of the Melbourne Cup. This first Tuesday in November, the eyes and ears of a nation are on Australia and the world-famous Flemington Racetrack for the Melbourne Cup. And YouBet.com wants to take you and a guest there. All expenses paid. You Bet You Fly at YouBet.com could just be the ticket to this year's Melbourne Cup. A winning ticket like none you've ever cashed before. And all you've got to do for your chance to win is play. Just wager five times with YouBet.com between April the 1st and June the 30th. And you'll automatically be entered to win. New to YouBet.com? Stop on by and we'll give you a free 60-day trial. Nobody gives you more tracks, more features or more ways to enjoy the action. Log on to YouBet.com to play and you could be at Australia's racing event of the year. The Melbourne Cup. You Bet You Fly. See contest info and rules for You Bet You Fly at YouBet.com. Can't get enough of college basketball? We can't either. Tune into the College Basketball Experience with host Jim Haney for the ultimate interactive basketball talk radio show. Don't just watch college basketball. Hear about it and talk about it with those who know college basketball best, the coaches. The College Basketball Experience airs live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 o'clock Eastern, with Jim Haney, the executive director of the National Association of Basketball Coaches. Participate in active open discussions on current topics in college basketball and as Jim brings listeners insight from today's top college basketball coaches as well as stories and opinions from the legends of college basketball that's the college basketball experience airing live every wednesday at 11 a.m pacific time right here on the voice america sports network call now call now now back to ray ellis sports and we're back. This is Fan Man along with Ray Ellis, former NFL player with the Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns. And me, just an average uh, fan out there uh, talking about uh, football and basketball. We have Kevin on from South Chandler. And, Kevin, uh, we really appreciate the call. We uh, hope that you will tell your friends uh, to listen to uh, the show. Uh, we have a couple more callers to get in, and we only have 10 oh, more minutes. So oh, I sure will, and thank you, because I think um, the people in my profession, in my field, especially most of us now, that are dealing with youth sports, I think you're getting people who are really committed to have the student-athletes really be prepared because I think when you look at the talent base, actually in even South Channel and even through the Valley, you know, we want these kids to be successful. But, you know, like I do on my program, which is called Get Real, we really want them to have a reality based on what it takes versus the denial and delusion that's on TV and them, you know, forgetting, you know, basic fundamental principles. Okay, Kev. Hey, Kev, this, this is Ray Ellis, and I do appreciate you calling in. I'm going to ask you to do this. I'm going to ask you to call us back uh, one of our future shows, and we can continue to have this kind of discussion, because anything we're doing for the children, we're all for that. Thank you very much. 
Okay, thank you, Ray, and everyone take care. Sure, okay, sure. Uh, we have Angie from uh, Phoenix uh, talking about the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Angie, you're on the uh, Ray Ellis Sports Show on the Voice America Sports Network. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. Fine. Angie, how are you? I'm doing good. Great. You know, it's always good to have a woman's perspective about what they think is a man's game, so I'm, I'm curious to hear what you have to say. Well, I would be happier now if the Suns had won last night, but I feel that um, the commissioner needs to take a look at the, the rule that he put in uh, – in effect, last night by suspending them, and what it kind of did to the basketball game, it kind of screwed up the the competitive edge of the sport last night. Well, you know what, Angie, I I, I want to say this because when I uh, played ball. Uh, in Philadelphia, there was a special teams coach by the name of Frank Gantz. And Frank Gantz was a fighter pilot uh, prior to his professional football coaching career. And Frank, we, we used to have these meetings, and Frank would always, in, in preparation for these meetings, he would always allude to his days as a trainee fighter pilot. And he always talked about being able to be prepared at all times and being able to react to whatever the situation was because he had already been trained in the psychological mind would step in, the subconscious mind would step in and what it would take over based upon your preparation. These men have been trained. They have they should have focus to understand. As a matter of fact, there are some, as you can see, some people start pulling them back to try to prevent them from running out on the court because yeah. they've been trained. They know if you do that, you will be suspended. Yep. So, so what I'm saying to you is the commissioner, when they put these rules in, they send people around to every NBA team to overemphasize it. They will show you a video. This will be accepted. This will not be accepted. So in other words, if you if you think about slam, sometimes you see the oh God only knows where these slam dunks come from. The creativity of the slam dunks. Guys jump off the bench. They are on the court. There is not a penalty for that. Yeah. But when there is an altercation and you react to that altercation, and it's not that what you did is what's per, the perceived intent is something that he, he, it's up to him, and it's not interpretation. It's already written, and that's, yep. the, that's Andy, the rule. Angie, this is Fan Man. Now, how do you feel about Steve Nash? We had a caller earlier that said, Steve Nash, they're trying to get Steve Nash out of the game, and if they can successfully do that, just as like Ray You're just talked about. You're her answer already. Just by the way you said that question. What, what's her answer? What's well, your no, answer? What, what I feel is that they they are doing what they what they needed to do to keep the Phoenix Suns back is by putting pressure on Steve Nash. But I think, but because of the way no, no, the no, Spurs no. They play, they didn't put pressure on Steve Nash. You, they beat him up. Yeah, and <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Because of the way the, the Spurs defensively play, that they get away with a little bit of roughness, like the knee when you need him in, in the crotch. That to me, Raja Bell got suspended earlier in the season for doing the same thing, and they didn't even kick him out of the game. See, there you go. Now, see, when you speak about that, I saw that as I saw it as a fan, and you did too, Angie. He's running down the court with the ball. He gets bumped. He gets bumped, and he kicked him right in the goal. No, 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 no. What it was? No, he was no, no. It was he wasn't running. He had the ball in his hand. He was trying to establish position and stay, And this is what happens all the time. You're taught to when you got that basketball. Get it in your hands and your palms. Get your elbows out, you know, and use your body. And now, sometimes if you swing too hard, okay, then it could be considered a flagrant foul. Okay, Angie, the guy's too close. And, and, but that was a basketball move. Angie from Phoenix, when you looked at that, when he got kicked in the gonads, what was your feeling as a female when you saw that? It was intentional. It, the way it looked, it was perceived, you know, at, seen on TV. You could see the way he moved. He may have, you know, just been trying to, de you know, defend him, but he intentionally tried to stop him, and that's the that's closest exactly thing That's exactly the way get. I saw it. It looked like he wanted to stop Nash, and he kicked him in the nuts. Well, I, I, I wouldn't say, wait, well, let me say this, guys. 
I agree that the movement was there to establish to get is when somebody's on you to get them off you. Mm-hmm. Now I don't think it was an intentional to you know hit him in the particular place where he hit him at, but there was an intent. To, I'm gonna sw- I know how yeah. to get this guy off me. I'm gonna swing my leg and my body, and it just so happens because Steve could have very naturally you know instinctively backed up at the same time and not stayed there yeah. because he didn't know if the guy was making a move. Okay, let, let me say this, uh, Angie. You think Stoudemire? Uh, a couple days ago, when he was on the press, uh, said that the uh, that the Spurs were a dirty team, and that's what ignited this mess. Um, yeah, a little bit. Well, not really. Actually, what ignited the whole mess was the Spurs got frustrated that we were whooping their butts in Game Four, <laughs> and they, he couldn't handle that they were about to lose, and he hit Steve Nash with a frustration hit, checked him. I don't think he checked him as hard as Steve Nash portrayed it to be, but I. I do believe he checked him too hard. And I like that. That's a woman that knows the game. You she hear what she, did, you hear, did you hear what she said? She says, I do not believe that he checked him as hard as Steve Nash made it look. See, there's many professional, former professional players who have spoken out against this flopping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over exaggerating of you right. know of the you know the contact and and she I mean she picked up on it he didn't hit him that hard Angie thanks for the call listening to Voice America Sports with Ray Ellis and Fan Man we have another call from uh, I think it was uh, somewhere Jeffrey. in the so, world yeah, yeah our, <laughs> our computers just crashed so who is this and uh, who, where are you from am I on yeah you are who who are Sam. you hey Sam Man Ray it's Mike over at Internet Speedway hey, how hey are Mike you? how you doing we got a live in this show come on. You know what? Until the Suns have an enforcer in the middle, it's going to continue to happen to Steve Nash. And, and that's the bottom line. See, the but bottom he's an intelligent person. Even the terminology he's using, enforcer. That's what I've, fam, and I've been trying to tell you. You have Ray, these role you players. Always go to, wait, 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 let Mike talk. Go ahead, Mike. Ray, if you not, you you played with the Browns. You you know Marty real well. What do you do? You, you go, if you get a shot at somebody and you can take him out of the game and he's an all-pro, what's your chances of winning the game? The best Watch way that. to, let, let me go back to, excuse me, I have to do this, the Ohio State University, the best way to eliminate a threat is to eliminate it. You don't necessarily have to hurt him physically. You can take his mind off of the exactly. game, which takes exactly. him out of the game, and you've accomplished your mission. Okay, so Mike, what, what, what do you think the Suns need to do to win this, next, to win this series? All right. First off, they can't win the series because, for one thing right now, they don't have an answer for Tim Duncan. Duncan is a smart player. He knows when it's crunch time. He knows exactly what Ray said. He knows how to get into somebody's head. Now, that Ori foul, that was totally intentional. Did you see one San Antonio player move off the bench? No. Popovich said, let's get inside their head. The game's lost. We've lost the game. Or he's, what, 110 years old? We can, <laughs> we can expend him for, you know, we don't need him for the next so, two so games. So let me, let, me, Mike, let me ask you this. So, so the bottom line is the coaching staff of the Suns, basically, they, they just don't have it together when it comes to the psychology of the game to get these guys to do the same thing. The Suns the are never going to win. And I'll tell you what. There's an old trade a player when he's got his most value. Why did Cuban let Nash go? Obviously, he knew something. You're yeah. not a dumb owner, okay? The Suns haven't gotten even, they, what, they got to the uh, the finals with Nash? That's as far as it goes. And I'm so sick of Charles Barkley and the whole TNT staff talking about the West. Yeah. You watch the East. Hey, Barkley, that's watch. my man. Come on, now. That's anyway, my man. Michael, thank, yeah, you, for the, Michael, Michael, thank you for the call. We, we got to go. We're out of time. Wish we had All more right, time buddy. to speak See with you. you. 
Uh, thank you for the call. This is uh, Man and Ray Ellis on the Ray Ellis Sports Talk Show Radio Show on the Voice America Sports Radio Network. And I have to say, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. This is Ray Ellis, and as always, call us again next week.